I want to talk to us quickly about the expectations of the amen. Expectations of the amen. Revelations chapter 3, 14 to 22. Revelations chapter 3, 14 to 22. So Marilyn with a beautiful voice will, as always, read. Because the reason why this scripture is important is very crucial. Every time you see the word amen in the scriptures, not every time, most times when you see the word amen in the scripture, it is because people were saying it in response to something that's, been, that's happening. Are you with me? It's only in one or two places that God himself responded with the word amen. Are you with me? And this is one of the places when Jesus himself called himself the amen. Yep. Revelations chapter 3, 14 to 22. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God, say this. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love I reprove and discipline, therefore be zealous and, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. Amen. May you hear in Jesus' mighty name. You know, when you look at these scriptures, oftentimes when I read the scripture, I always see it from a position of chastisement. Like God is chastising the Laodicean church. That, hey, I knew how you used to be. Now you're behaving badly. So behave yourself. If not, I'm going to come and I'm going to discipline you. That's where I used to read the scripture. Until when God took me in a different direction with regards to this. And I felt, because every other minister, I'm so sure, is going to speak from a different angle entirely. Let me come from this position. The word amen is an interesting word because it is one of those words, just like hallelujah. It was not interpreted. It was not translated. Right? It's a word that is spoken in several religions, several continents, several cultures, several, religi several, several, several tribes. In fact, it's one of those words, just like Hallelujah, that's also going to be spoken in heaven. So it's not a word that is just a man word. It's a word that God, that God himself ordained. Because scripture says that the angels also will say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Whenever God wants to speak to a people, this is a spin that God brought to me on this, on this. Whenever God wants to speak to people, he uses the circumstances or the situations they're going through to introduce himself. So when he was going to introduce himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh, it was because Abraham was meant to go and slaughter his son. And then God showed up and realized that, oh, God is the one that provides. Are you with me this morning? or this evening rather, every time God wants to do something or wants to reveal himself to someone, he reveals himself based on what people are going through. So for example, if this evening you're not feeling so well, I pray that God will reveal himself to you as the God that heals. Because the minute God does a miracle or something substantial in your life, then you can surely testify that it is God that does such a thing. 
That is a revelation of God. Every time God wants to reveal himself to people, he does that. However, every time also, or severally in the scripture, when God wants to give an instruction, he puts emphasis on it. Oftentimes, signing with his own name. So, for example, in John 3, 16, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Putting emphasis on the things that he wanted to say. It is the same way that this scripture works. It is the same way, the same syntax that this scripture is. Jesus first introduced himself as the amen because of the things I'm about to say. Does that make sense? So amen this evening is not just, oh, bless you, amen. There's also things that the one who is amen expects from us his own. And if we can tidy up this side of things, I, and it's like, you know, the, the last sentence in that scripture says, he who has an hair, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It appears to me that this is what God wants, not just greater connections to hear, but what God wants the church of today to know. And I pray that we're going to hear it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God, by Spirit, will minister to us directly in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you look closely to those scriptures that we read in, in Revelations, you realize that there are at least six things that God emphasized in those scriptures. Number one, God wants us to be a people of integrity again. Let us be who we say we are. If we are children of this living God, let us start to live as such. It is something that the amen expects. Because the beginning of that scripture says, I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot. You are not here or there. Why not be somewhere? Have a standard. Stand up for something. It is one thing that God also expects of us as the amen. If you believe in Jesus, believe in him all through. You cannot be with him yet against him. The church of today is a church that has almost lost the sensitivity of lukewarmness. Because we attend church, we see ourselves as very hot for God. No, God wants us to stay in a place. Are you with me or are you against me? God wants us to be Christians not only on Sunday, but every day of the week. God wants us to trust him because we know that he's able to do those things. And I'm so sure that these three days are the least. Please, I'm begging us by the message of God. Hold on to something. Believe in this God again. Show faith in him again. And I'm so sure it's going to show up for us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The second thing that he emphasized in that scripture is that the church needs to refocus itself. When I say church, I'm not talking about the, the institution called church. I'm talking about you. You need to bring your focus back to God. These three days, let it be about Jesus. It is Jesus' conference, isn't it? Not your own conference, not your work conference. It's a conference that's dedicated to Jesus. Why cannot we not bring our focus back to Jesus? Why does it have to be the conference because we want God to bless us? Why not a conference because we want to do, the God, we want to do Jesus' bidding? He wants the church, he wants you and I to refocus back onto him. In, in, that, in the scripture that we read, Verse 17, these are the things that distract us the most. Verse 17 says, Because you say I am rich and increased in good and you have need of nothing, 
but you don't know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. The things that we've thought all this while that is important, before Jesus, it's not important. They are the things that even unbelievers get. They call this weekend church. It's not a call only to say amen to the promise of God or the promise of Jesus, but also to remind us that we need to refocus ourselves to the things that matters. First John chapter, First John chapter 2, verse 15 says that we should not love the world, neither the things of the world. That is the way we should be as Christians, not to be defined by the things of the world, but rather by God himself. I hope I'm speaking to our heart this evening. Jesus wants us to refocus, come back to him. You that have gone far away from him, you that the cares of this world appears to be taking you away, this is time for you to come back and say, Jesus, my eyes on you again. So that it can be the amen to us. And it shall be. In the name of Jesus. Another thing that he made us to realize in that scripture is to reconsider ourselves, to reconsider the things that we do and ask yourself one simple question. One simple question, rather. Your treasures, where is it being laid up? What is the purpose behind your existence? Everything that you are, the night to five that you do, the 24 hours it gives you daily, what is the effort you're putting into it about? Is it just about these earthly treasures, about treasures in heaven? This weekend is about you actually sitting down, not only during service like this, but after service. You know, when we get home, let us think again. Where are my treasures lying? The all of my being, the all of my existence, is it only to buy properties and to buy cars and to get new jobs and to marry, have children, then what after that? The truth is that God forbid, hey, listen, people die every day. What will be written concerning you? That is what this weekend really is about. That by the time we get all the promises of God and we're getting all the amens and everything, when we leave this place again, we should actually check ourselves up again. Where is my treasures being laid? Matthew chapter 6 says that we should not lay treasures for, for ourselves in a place where moth and caterpillar do corrupt, but rather we should lay treasures in heaven. The best of investments, Wonga only collapsed yesterday. That's what, that one is a very funny case. I was wondering who's going to borrow their money. <laughs> you know, they only collapsed yesterday. So the best of investments do collapse, church. But there's only one that can never collapse, your investment in heaven. That on the day of your withdrawal, may your account not be in credit. The day that you need heaven to show up for you, may it be that you have enough to withdraw. Those are the things that we need to think about today. Or this weekend, those are the things that we need to think about that, hey, we want God to show up as the amen for us. Do we even have anything to, uh, any strong reasons to bring before him? As a life all being that, oh, it's all about you can get, or rather about Jesus. This conference is meant to shift our focus away from the world and bring us back to Jesus, bring us back to the cross of Christ. Another thing that Jesus Christ emphasized in that scripture is repentance. That, hey, when you have re realized your position through these three days, why not come to him again and start afresh? 
Scripture says that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. If you realize that the life that you're building, the world that you're building, appears not to be going the way you expect it to be, why not start afresh? You see, there are some of us that actually need to be like, hey, God, you need to break me completely. I've messed this up. There are some of us that really, really like me. I need the help of God more than ever before. I wish I could just start afresh. In fact, to God's glory, today is my wedding anniversary. And this morning when I was driving to, when I was driving to work, guess, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this morning when I was still driving to work, I thought, oh my God, the best thing I could have done is actually to repropose to my wife and to start afresh. I can still do it. <laughs> it's no way surprised now that I said it. But that is the thing. At times you just need to look at yourself in the mirror and start afresh. This weekend is for you to look at yourself again in the mirror and start again if need be. It's about you being able to say sorry to that your loved one. In fact, you know what? There are some relationships that need to start afresh. You and your parents might not be in good terms. Maybe it's about time for you to actually go back home and say, Lord, mommy, I'm sorry for all the things I've done. Listen, and you don't have to be justified, you know. Scripture says that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. Why not go out of your way to make peace? Those are the kind of things that Jesus will love this weekend. And the last, or two more things. The, the second to the last thing that Jesus emphasized in that scripture is fellowship. Don't come and leave. It's about us connecting with one another as brethren, isn't it? You're going to have people come to this place that you never met before. And if possible, you might not meet them before. But during the following day, it's possible that your destinies might have been connected that day. Maybe there's a reason why God is going to bring people your way. Jesus Christ emphasized fellowship in that scripture. Not just fellowship with ourselves, but rather fellowship with him as well. Church, I want to beg us of one thing. Let's, especially those of us that are workers in church, Let's not be there about the activity, but about you connecting with Jesus. Are you free? Hey, look good, but I'm not really bothered about what you're wearing. It's about you connecting with Jesus. Come in, find a place for yourself to sit down, and guess what? Connect with Jesus. It doesn't matter whether the choir is singing very well. It doesn't matter whether the keyboard is working and it's not working and it's going to work in Jesus' mighty name. It doesn't matter what is happening. Just connect with Jesus. It is you and Jesus. Remember, it is Jesus' conference, not faith walks. It is Jesus' conference. It's a conference about Jesus for Jesus, not your own agenda, but Jesus' agenda. Are you with me this morning, this evening, church? And, you know, if we do these things, well, the last thing that Jesus Christ emphasized there, he says, whosoever overcomes. So Jesus also emphasized on winning. Jesus, it is Jesus' intention that you and I don't lose the battles of life. So our mind, our heart should be set on winning rather than, oh, the likelihood of not winning. Be positive in your mentality that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you can ever think or imagine this weekend. Let us come every time we gather with an expectation that God is going to do great things amongst us. Things that we've never seen before because it's the Amen. Listen, every time amen is at work, look through scriptures, it happens, whatever it is that amen is said to, or anything that Jesus operates or God operates with in that capacity, it is done instantaneously. 
when God said, let there be light, there was no argument between it. There was light. In Mark chapter 3, when, God was going to, when Jesus was going to heal the man sick with palsy, guess what happened? Immediately he told the man that, hey, you are healed. The Bible says immediately it occurred. That is the manifestation of amen. So this weekend, I'm trusting in God for your life. That for everything that Jesus has decided to do concerning you, it shall be instantaneous. Amen. I said it shall be instantaneous amen. in the name of Jesus. It shall be without argument. When Jesus says amen, when Jesus shows up as amen, who brings an argument against God's elect? Second thing I want us to realize when amen shows up is how it operates. It's like a gavel. You know the gavel that the judges use, right? That it's, 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 it's made of wood, but the significance is serious. When the judge is about to come in, the gavel is, hey, I'm about to arrive. You know, all attention has to be on the judge coming in. The same way, when amen shows up for you, all attention has to be upon you. And I pray that everyone's attention will be upon you. That every time you pray, let everyone be upon you. In the name of Jesus. It's also a symbol of authority. Look at what scripture says. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. ESV, English Standard Version says, Thank you. This is King James. Okay. ESV says, Who has gone into talking about Jesus and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him? Beautiful scripture, but I don't like that translation. Look at the message Bible, the way the message Bible puts it. Then you'll understand that every authority this weekend is in the hand of one person, the Amen. Look at the way it puts it. The message says, Jesus has the last word on everything and everyone. From angels to armies, he's standing right alongside God and what he says goes. That is the amen at work. Amen. That whatever it is that Jesus says concerning us goes. It doesn't matter what any other person thinks. Whatever Jesus says goes. No one can challenge the word of God because the word itself will fulfill its, its purpose. When the devil is sounded, it puts order to things. You know, when there's commotion in court and the devil goes down, you hear order and everybody has to obey themselves or the child will contempt of court. I pray that this weekend, amen, we put order to everything that concerns us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Where we need direction, direction shall show up. In the name of Jesus. And you know what? When all the parties have done all their argument, you know, those that are against and those that are for, they brought all the argument. When the judge is about to pronounce the judgment, he hits the gavel again. End of discussion. End of argument. For a lot of things that we go through, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that this weekend shall be the end of discussion. In the name of Jesus, that this weekend shall be the end of the argument. But I want to talk to God this evening. You know, those five things that I said, even Jesus, the amen, also expects of us. Why not talk to Jesus tonight quickly about them? You know, there are some of us that need to just repent of who we are or what we've done or sins that we have committed. Why not just talk to him about it? There are some of us that need to be like, hey, God, I want to fellowship with you this weekend. Why not draw me closer to you? Go ahead and just talk to God this evening. Go ahead and talk to God this evening. That, Lord, let this weekend, let these three days not be like any other day, any other three days in my life. Let it be such that I'm meeting with you indeed in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and talk to God. 
Go ahead and talk to God. Go ahead and talk to God. Let Jesus hear your voice tonight. Let Jesus hear your voice.